My name is Day. And I'm Monica. Here we are. The Roaring Twenties. Where the future is not so certain. But the status quo is no longer an option. As our structures dismantle and our foundations crumble, we have the opportunity to reorganize and regenerate. Join us in our exploration as we contemplate and reveal the truths and treasures within the here and now. What an exciting time to be alive. And this is Our Our World World in Flux. We are not in the collaboratory (laughs) in this moment. Things have shifted. Things have shifted. Mm. We are in the womb. Mm. My womb. (laughs) (laughs) Very colorful womb. We're on my bed Mm. in my bedroom Mm. because we are now really officially, I guess, self-quarantined, no longer entering the space at the co-op. And really hunkering down in our little nest that we've created here. And one of the main reasons for this particular, like, emphasis on that self-quarantine is a lot of travel coming through the home lately. Um, Specifically, I think we might have talked about it, at least in the intro, you returning from, well, both you and Logan, who is here with us. (laughs) But returning from your trip to Guatemala. Yes. And that potential need to quarantine. As well as some roommates who have arrived from the airport recently Mm. as well so we're joined by logan today that is my name hello that is what people call me Mm. i'm here and thrilled to be here in the womb day monica and (laughs) (laughs) name to be officially determined at a future date perhaps we'd love to get your feedback well i like the the connection between womb and room like Mm. room did you mean to do that a second ago? Whatever, we'll see. I felt like that was like part of that experience. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm thrilled to be here and connect in with this movement and just share what is happening in our experience and create um, information and dialogue for people to tune into. Mm. So thanks for having me. Mm. Yeah. We're glad to have you. What is your involvement at the co-op and what kind of work do you share? Beautiful. Um, Well, I live here at the house with (laughs) (laughs) y'all on the other side of the duplex. Um, I am a licensed massage therapist. I have an undergrad in holistic health. Um, I help co-direct at the co-op at first, creating different programs for the community to get involved with and creating resources for people. Yeah. So that's what I do and where I've been. Great. So we thought we'd just begin with some updates since things are moving so fast, things are shifting from day to day. Just as of today, which is the 
Is it the 18th? I have no idea what day it is. <laughs> it's one of those days around there. It's Wednesday. Mercury it's day. a Mercury day. Yeah. Mercury day. We've received a lot more coming through as far as regulations, right? All of mm. our, all events over 50 people have been canceled for the next two months. Mm. So we have eight more weeks of sticking to very small gatherings, potentially sticking to being quarantined. We've had, in Colorado at least, the closure of all of our restaurants and bars. People can still go and receive takeout from these places, but they can't go and sit. They can't go to the movie theater. They can't go to the gym. And that is for at least 30 days. Colorado, as of yesterday, has reported 160 cases of the virus. And it's starting to get to the point where you know somebody who knows somebody mm. who's caught it. Mm -hmm. It's becoming more personal now. And we've had a pretty big influx in the mountain towns. So places like Gunnison County, Summit County, Eagle, they're like locking down pretty hard right now because they have so many travelers coming through there and things were proliferating. Their hospitals are already almost to capacity. And we're anticipating some bigger restrictions coming through mm -hmm. as well, potentially the shutdown of some domestic travel. And so we're all just kind of taking this day by day. We have our banks open, our grocery stores open, our liquor stores and our marijuana dispensaries and our pharmacies and our gas stations. So these essential mm. goods are still available to us. There have been some economic things that have been yeah. going on as well. There was a injection in the stock market. Um, basically, the stock market lost about 10% of its value and was... Um, brought back up to its original level with a government injection of $1.6 trillion. And the stock market has since that time now lost that amount again. Mm -hmm. um, so people are starting to draw money out of their investments and liquidate their funds potentially. Um, and then there's been some talk, uh, and we can talk about the other countries that are doing uh, this sort of thing, but there's talk about um, potentially sending every Mer American a $1,000 check every adult yeah. American, where other countries have already kind of jumped on that boat. France has suspended all payments of rent, utilities, mortgage, electricity, like. Yeah, we're all wondering, like, how are we gonna be supported by our government yeah. in this time? And there's yeah. a lot of question marks around that. Different corporations are starting to announce that, for instance, um, phone companies and some utility companies are going to be suspending potentially payments or at least um, eliminating late fees. So as things continue to escalate, we'll have more information about that. But there's also been some amazing headlines coming out of Ooh, this. Tell me, tell me. Yeah, I found mm. <laughs> an article on goodnewsnetwork.org that listed some really beautiful headlines of things happening around the world. For instance, the air pollution has plummeted in cities with high rates of quarantine. Somewhere like China has reduced emissions by 100 million metric tons. And just for some perspective, that is how much emissions 
the country of Chile creates in an entire year. Whoa. So pretty drastic. People are saying you can see the sky for the first time in a really long time wow. without without the pollution coming in there. 100 million metric tons. Yeah. Um, in Venice, they're saying that the canals there are the clearest that mm. it's been in memory. Mm. So that's really beautiful. Huh. Um, in South Korea, the outbreak has finally abated as recoveries are outnumbering new cases. So they're at the end of this experience. Same with China. They have had this milestone of starting to close their temporary hospitals and they're opening their parks again and starting to open tourist destinations as well in mm. China. So they this has been going since January there and they have reached mm. a pretty good point. Um, Uber Eats is supporting the restaurant industry in North America by eliminating their delivery fees for over 100,000 restaurants. So since people are becoming pretty reliant on delivery now, mm -hmm. different companies are trying to support things in ways that they can. And I just, I love seeing these companies putting people over profits right now. Yeah. I think it's really beautiful. Mm. Yeah. It's also sad that people don't know how to cook food. Right, which is another thing I've been thinking about, mm. is how many people out there, because of partially circumstances mm. of how many hours they work in a week, mm -hmm. haven't had the time or the energy to learn these skills of feeding themselves through cooking, and now that is becoming really necessary. Yeah. Yeah. So... How are you guys doing? <laughs> mm, settling in to um, the facet of being um, less diving into the news stories as they arrive, as I notice that um, me looking into some of the stories, especially late at night, led to a pretty gnarly um, sleeping experience for me. Um, and just realizing that I feel like I've informed myself enough to be willing to move with social distancing. And now um, I'm just so excited to witness how this is changing the nearby neighborhood, this local community at our home, um, and tuning more into what would I desire to peer into in this moment in terms of knowledge formation outside the cusp of what the changes are every day mm -hmm. and more in the realm of, for example, permaculture or um, astrology or something that maybe I've peered into, but I would like to, to dive more into to allow those knowledge banks to get filled up and allow that to outpour into a physical creation that we can enjoy in our home in the future based on this experience. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Hmm, nice. And like um, language development too, as we mm. experienced last night for a brief moment of speaking in French and Spanish together and cultivating this kind of flow and watching how in the beginning of developing or beginning that process, like things were kind of slow. Like mm. my mind was like, yeah, que is to what, you know, and finding the conjugation to a point where it was like coming through. Yeah. And very interesting to ask questions in Spanish and like 
have you asked questions in French and me have this connection. Mm. So I really enjoyed that last night and would like to cultivate mm. that as well. Um, I guess for me, in regards of how I'm feeling, I have been feeling, allowing myself to feel the different emotions in the collective, I think, with inside myself of feeling, you know, the pain and the, a little bit of the panic, the fear of like all these unknown variables coming and being put on top of their heads and feeling sadness and feeling pain and allowing, not like pushing that aside, but allowing my heart and my whole being to actually experience and feel that and then watching how that transforms into feeling like, whoa, maybe some excitement and maybe some new opportunities and maybe feeling gratitude, mm. you know, of being able to slow down and hang out and do all those constructing of um, potentials that you just mentioned, permaculture. Um, what else did you say? I said astrology. Astrology. It's probably yeah. human design, you know, jinkies, language. Mm. Um, music. Music. Mm. Yes. Beautiful drum so session So much last music. Night. Yeah. So mm. feeling all the things, you know, and allowing that to be there. I've had a little bit harder time, like, accessing the wider spectrum of emotion. I think I've been moving really fast still. Over the past five days or so, between wrapping up some things at work and preparing the home, um, we had a really beautiful day yesterday where all of a sudden we found the four roommates on the side of the home together in the same room for the first time in mm. maybe six months. Mm. I don't even know. And this impromptu house meeting arose from that. And we were able to express some things and get on the same page. And then it led to a work day where all of a sudden we were checking off tasks that we had been putting off for a really long time and really mm. deep cleaning the home and also prepping the home for new projects. We are planting some plant babies and... I'm starting to think about how we want to utilize this time. But through all of that activity, I've been going going so fast still and pushing through it and um, forgetting to eat lunch and then eating a ton of chips and kind of just like numbing like the sensations happening in my body even more. So finally this morning I was able to wake up slowly and drop into a good breathwork session which is the first time I had done that in at least a week, maybe a few days. And I got some tears. And also, really, the predominant feeling in my body was, was hope. Mm. Mm. And um, that's, I guess, what is authentically alive for me right now. And I know that there's more. I know that there's more layers. And as we all continue to... Uh, see the shifts coming in in our in our lives in big ways that mm. those different emotions will come into play. But mm. that's where I'm at mm -hmm. right now. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. And Logan, I'd love if you could share a little bit about where you've been the past four days. <laughs> sure. Um, well, we came back from Guatemala last week and 
upon returning, we got all this news that everything was shut down. I was trying to connect back at the co-op because I love the co-op and was so excited to come back and get fully activated in there. And then all this, you know, discussion about quarantining and staying away, which I think is a, a very smart decision um, from the admin of the co-op to, you know, protect the people because we're still running some powerful programs there, you know, um, reaching out to the community and feeding people. So to receive news that I still have to like stay, you know, here and I had this pulling um, to experience something called the dark room. And the, I first learned about it in Guatemala, actually. And it's this um, keeping to yourself in a dark room um, as pitch black as you can for multiple days. They were doing it for up to six to seven days in, in San Marcos at the lake. Um, and then you actually sent me this podcast of Aubrey Marcus talking about a dark room experience. And I was like, what's the better time than right now to go into the space? So I had to like, you know, check in with my resources, check into my support. I asked Monica if she would help me with some food and help kind of take care of Osho for the for about three days. And so she agreed. So I, I quickly started making my connections putting up blankets in my room and like checking the light situation and then feeling into this like anxiety kind of coming up. Like I'm about to just be in a dark room for the next three days. Like what's going to come up inside of my being, you know? And, you know, they had talked about their experiences at the lake regarding what was taking place for them in this sense of, you know, sitting with yourself and allowing the mind to unravel all the incessant talk and chatter and feel into your fears, you know. And also there's this element of boosting the amount of melatonin that's being produced in your pineal gland. And then people have also reported that going an extended amount of time, they um, actually end up having... Uh, dimethyltryptamine being released in the pineal gland as well, so DMT, naturally, and having this experience of consciously dying and feeling that experience consciously instead of just, you know, smoking DMT or taking some type of plant medicine um, to have that experience. Mm. So all those elements kind of piqued my mind and I was curious if I, what it feels like to sit with myself and yeah, so I did it for three days and felt uh, the range of emotions. And um, I don't know if do you want me to go into some of the things I feel. There's some questions mm. regarding that. Definitely or? your experience since you brought up the experience other people were having mm -hmm. and what came forth while you were Certainly. there. Um, so it immediately hit me that I'm potentially going to be pretty bored. <laughs> <laughs> sitting in a dark room and, you know, filling into my mind and to my body. You know, I have an extensive um, movement practice, so I was able to do different yoga practices and movements to, like, honor my body, and I was doing a lot of, like, self-massage. 
but then you would like finish like an hour of that and it would still be like okay you still have 71 hours mm. left of being in the space and you didn't know what time it was right either. like your only markers were pretty much me bringing you meals right to have an idea <laughs> which i super was anticipating every time i'd be like "Ooh, i wonder what, about that time. how long time yeah how much more time before like some chia pudding or something mm. and yeah so um luckily i have quite a few instruments in my room to be able to explore so exploring sound and music was really lovely you know taking away i feel like visually like how much of our sensory upload is focused on visual mm -hmm. representation um and then anytime you take away a sense like feeling into your other senses beginning to yeah. you know come on come alive so my sense of touch felt like it was heightened mm. and my sense of um hearing mm. really came online so i really enjoyed playing saxophone you know drum i got some drums from guatemala so that was super lovely and I made some songs on the ukulele and... You said you had fully mapped out now all the notes on your saxophone. Yeah, yeah. so I had no idea the different notes on my saxophone. I knew, I knew like how to go through a chromatic scale, but I didn't know the exact notes. So I played my didgeridoo that I know was in a mm. C sharp oh. and found that note on the mm. saxophone <laughs> and then went through it and found each note within the saxophone itself mm. so that was really cool to watch the different type of mind mapping that you can do within um taking the visual cortex kind of out of the play mm. and so that was really beautiful and um first night you know i totally noticed a shift in my dreams became super vivid and um so that was really beautiful to watch. And I also noticed like coming out of the dream world, since you don't open your eyes and see light right away, mm. that those dreams mm. stay super vivid, stay there present. Mm. Cause that's like the most like light experience and wow. you know, stimulating like the inner thing. light. Yeah. 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 So every night I, I had some pretty vivid dreams and I guess during the day, because I would take naps during the day, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, on the third day, I, you know, um, decided to, I felt some pain in my heart coming uh, um, out of my dream, out of my dreams. So I sat with it and I was chanting a lot and just kind of felt into it. And I knew it was my last day. So I kind of felt like this desire to speed things up. So I ended up taking a little micro dose of um plant mushroom medicine and just did some epic breathing within that itself. So two days of being in the dark and then the third day taking a little micro mushroom dose and began to breathe into it. And I felt this essence of potentially the bardo, some of the, you know, essence of the bardo states in regards to like the Buddhist philosophy of when you die, you go through these different bardo states to kind of um, see how much your, to my understanding, see how your consciousness gets, you know, pulled into these different experiences. So I experienced a lot of like intense, like 
somewhat quote unquote like evil things, you know, like really demonic figures and evil figures and clowns and like nasty yuck and slime and stuff like that. But kind of having a, an understanding of that, I was able to just continue breathing. And then next was like very lustful things. Like mm. I saw like epic like orgies and like beautiful women like kind of trying to entice me. And I just kept breathing and um, phalluses and like what was like my connection to like seeing penises and um, things like that. And then I just kept going. And I felt this like pain in my heart. And I just posed this question to Mother Gaia, like, you know, what is this pain in my heart? And I felt that there we had I had come across this potential wisdom that there's this actual spiritual heart outside of your physical heart that's actually connected into the other side of your chest. And so it felt like Mama Gaia was calling or being able to like pull this spiritual heart back into my body and I kept breathing and and I just asked like I'm you know what's the wisdom of this pain and the the what came through was that my heart just wanted to feel so I just like put my hand on my chest and I breathed into it and then I just started crying so mm. much, probably for like a whole hour. I just allowed myself to like feel deeply this pain and start like tears were just like coming through. And like as the tears were coming, this pain in my chest was like releasing and releasing. And I was just, you know, my heart was just like, I just want you to feel me fully. Mm. You know, and that was, um, it's interesting to me because I feel that I allow myself to feel fully, but there's always like deeper layers to be unlocked and revealed. So it just kind of directed me into that. Mm. So I had a lot of like gratitude come through for my father and his, um, his masculine role model in my life. Um, displaying the ability to feel emotions and I have had an experience with him where he's just like held me mm. as an old like you know at 21 just held me and embraced me as I'm crying and I just had a lot of gratitude come because not a lot of masculine male bodies in our culture have received that type of mm. you know reflection and role model mm. that it's it's actually mm. really important to allow yourself to feel mm. and not just cram it all inside. So, mm. yeah. And just a, a deeper appreciation for darkness. Like darkness, there's, like I said, like there's so much light mm. within the darkness that came through. So I think that our culture really likes to push away the darkness and mm. um, really grateful for the opportunity to build a different relationship with darkness and my fears and pain and yeah yeah so mm, thank you so much for sharing yeah yeah can we really look at everything that is happening really look at look at the darkness and see it mm. see it fully and feel it and then also turn 
towards the light again too or not where's get the stuck. light within inside the darkness yeah. you know yeah. and we're, we have so many in our culture we have so many abilities to like create distractions yeah to like step away from feeling anything mm. you know like the phone like you feel something it's like uh phone yeah mm. what's happening on facebook you know mm -hmm. or Food yeah. is a huge one, you know. It used to be a huge one for me as well, but yeah. I feel like I've curbed that a lot. And it's really anything. But I think that for this virus, for me, in a way, is, you know, like I said, is like there's a sadness, but in a strange way, deep inside of my being, my being is telling me it's one of the biggest blessings mm -hmm. that our consciousness is, and culture is able to receive in this time for us to like come in yeah. to yeah. our beings yeah so um just allowing that blessing to uh unfold and reveal itself but at the same time having you know um compassion mm. for the high risk individuals that are out there you know and just doing what i can to be in respect towards them and in integrity right. within that so yeah yeah but like I went on a longboard journey the other day and with Osho mm. and like I, I have never seen that many people walking mm. outside. Mm. You know, our, that was mm. the first time I saw like these kids in this specific yard. I go yeah. on that journey all the time and like, you know, 10 times as many people mm. were just walking, Yeah, you know, not really like interacting with each other. Mm. I mean, they were like hello but they weren't like coming together and right. saying hi but everyone is yeah. still super friendly so it's good to see like yeah people are still willing to connect and a deeper sense of connection i felt in our experience monica and me walking around sloan's lake um with maggie who joined us that it was like two o'clock on a monday you would never see that many people walking around sloan's lake i heard from a french friend that last weekend at the beaches in france it was just packed like the french government had closed down most of the events over a certain number of people, but all the French people ended up at the beach just like soaking in the sun, also in like close quarters and close oh. contact. So yeah. the French president had to like <laughs> talk to them a bit about that mm. before offering them, you know, their carrot of no rent and no utilities. But to witness that walk around Sloan's Lake, 2 p.m. on a Monday, just mm -hmm. so many people and just like a, a deeper sense of connection with the community, with the environment. We had a need in a moment for an extra poop bag for Osho, which is a dog. I don't know if you <laughs> mentioned that Osho is a dog um, who joined Logan in the dark room and now is experiencing the, the visual world again. He came out a little bit too. It's not like we like locked him up and threw away the key. But um, we needed a second poop bag because he... He's a double pooper. <laughs> Sometimes triple. He's not a one and done. Yeah. And just in that moment, as we were like, oh, well, we only have one, like, oh, find a leaf Looking or something. Looking around, like, ooh, Someone walked up in that dogs? moment and gave us a produce bag, and they didn't even have a dog with them. <laughs> so just out of their pocket. And, and then, then because of that hesitation, looking around, the timing was perfect <clears throat> to connect with a friend right. coming through. So I definitely intend to spend as much time outside you know, in the yard or going mm. to, to the park and safe distance from each other as I can while we have that right. opportunity and, yeah, and maybe... nourish that um, connection to nature definitely mm. is so important for me right now. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I think that's a way that we can sort of 
quote unquote come together as a community in in large open air environments. I mean, in terms of like reducing spread of of illness and this virus, um, joining quarters with other beings that we're not like connecting with on a daily basis in a small room environment is probably not the best idea right now, unless you like have been bunkered down in Colorado. And yet these outdoor environments can be a way to connect with others. Or at um, least see them. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, hey, other people are doing their thing. Oh, we all are working through our own process. Yeah. Being compassionate as a collective toward people who are going through their own process. I know there's many different spectrums within this realm. Like, I am perhaps more used to witnessing society moving in a polarity, like, black, white, and, like, yeah, some in between. But right now it's like, shoo, like... It's are you saying that you feel like people are in on a more of a same spectrum experience of the reality? I feel like people are coming into a sense of compassion and connection, but I feel that people's intellectual minds are taking this in whatever direction they need yeah. in order to process it. And I don't think that's a permanent state. I feel like that is well, I believe that this is a grief process for a lot of people, if not everyone a grief process of what it was that you were trying to create right mm. before this mm -hmm. started, yeah. Yeah. a grief process of who you were even mm -hmm. or what your beliefs were. Yeah, and your sense of security perhaps mm. yeah. as well. So much is dying yeah. right now. Yeah, and it's the end of winter. It's Yeah, so the rebirth is also yeah. within this within this. Yeah, moment. so what seeds are you planting in this time? Well, literal seeds. Literal seeds We've and been intention seeds. clearing our backyard yeah. to create an epic garden so that we don't have to feel so at the mercy of the food supply chain. Right. This is a clear indication that what we've been doing is not working. If we're trying to import right. foods from all over the globe <laughs> so that we have that yeah. you know gift of variety like mm -hmm. i think that's beautiful believe me i don't want to say goodbye to avocados <laughs> and anything like that but i would love to be able to support my you know family and direct community with food that we've grown in our garden right. totally mm -hmm. and this podcast and, being birthed yeah. out of this experience and for mm. me it's more than anything it's about expression and connection mm -hmm. you know opening up my voice and sharing my truth even if it's always changing <laughs> and That's all true having things. these times to connect with you both and whoever our other roommates perhaps will mm -hmm. join in as well and being able to broadcast that out um, that nobody's alone in this and we all everybody has gifts to contribute at this time mm. so how can we start connecting people to these different offerings that are coming through whether it's virtual mm. or whatnot like people are doing beautiful things mm -hmm. right now and i'd like to you know spread that awareness mm. of the beautiful things going on yeah yeah, yeah. and just again that interconnection continuing to nurture that and it's been a lot of activity the past five days, and now I'm pretty ready to take some time to super slow down again and just be with myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, you had an idea of like a one day on, one day off yeah, environment. Yeah, we like can create, and then we can cocoon, mm. and then we can create, yeah. and we can cocoon. But I think the important thing within that even is to understand how each of us individually work. Like that yeah. might be a perfect thing for Monica. Mm. Mm -hmm. And for Dave, that might be, you know, he can cocoon for an hour a day and be yeah. ready to butterfly it up, totally. you mm -hmm. know, for the rest of the day. So. And in this home, we have so much more space for um, contemplating these things as a group. And like this morning, you guys had a beautiful dream circle. Yeah. I was still doing my own thing then, but I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, what, so did, what did that look like for you guys? Well, it um, kind of organically took place. You know, I was outside on the back patio swinging, enjoying some coffee, watching the sun and listening to the birds and just taking some sacred pauses and allowing for things to unfold. And then Bonnie came outside and she didn't really interact with me. So I was like curious, you know, I was just like, Hey, Bonnie, do you want to come up here? And so she agreed to it. And then we ended up just sitting on the swing and not even talking for like probably like 10 minutes, just breathing and allowing this, you know, we're often really quick to just like share and check in and can do a lot of check-ins just by like being in the same space. And then um, I actually had a dream where Monica, Bonnie, and... Um, another female were in the dream and so I just felt this you know I asked her if she would like to hear my dream and she said yeah so I kind of began the process of sharing the dream and you know to this point where um, just kind of unraveled and there wasn't a lot of like reflection on my dream we kind of went right into Bonnie's right after that and then you know, with my experience of the wild mind and the intensive in that, there was like some epic dream circles that took place that mm -hmm. I found to be very beneficial for my subconscious and unconscious world and to allow like a deeper connection to these parts of our beings that are kind of the mystery and the muse and the unknown. And so we kind of started that for a little bit back but then everyone got real busy again and like it just kind of disappeared. <laughs> I know that happens. Mm. Yeah. So I feel very inspired to have like 30 minutes to an hour like every mm. morning um, dedicated to allowing whoever wants to come up and enjoy some, you know, drinks and some sunshine and some nature and some mm. squirrels and some birds and this opportunity to allow us all to just hold space for our dreams to mm. be presented and for the observers not to mm. necessarily like um analyze for you analyze mm. all the dreams yeah. but just ask kind of these very skillful questions yeah. for the dreamer dream sharer to kind of peel it apart for themselves mm. you know and the, the sense is like everything that you're creating in your dream is an aspect of yourself. Mm. So how are you, it's not like if I have a dream and like Monica's in my dream, it's not like, you know, Monica's actually there. That's me projecting Monica 
in the experience. And so what is what is it what does that feel like from my perspective? You know? And that's potentially not the case every single time, mm -hmm. but yeah, um, it's a web of consciousness potentially. It's uh where what is the edge of your belief? Could be a question there. Like do you does someone listening to this resonate with yeah. the fact that the dream world is a dream world and it's completely you, your internal state? Or do they resonate with the fact that we might be able to communicate with other elements of consciousness, including that quote unquote being who might not be all that separate to begin with, but we live in a world where like, this is my shirt on me and that's your shirt on you. And that we built this separation because it makes sense. And that's made sense for a long time. It's not like that's a new creation of society. Mm -hmm. um, well, I believe like this doesn't have to be one way or the other. Mm. You could probably just, I think what's important is to clarify the context of what we are focusing in on. Yeah. Because you probably could do it like a, a broader collective right. analyzation. Yeah. But yeah, setting that intention of which layer. Mm. Uh -huh. You're focusing in on, yeah. for sure. So. From my perspective on that last moment of what you were talking about, I received that really well because um, what you're saying about the dream individual, the person who had the dream expressing, and then you asking those slight, small questions. Because for me, when I'm sitting there listening to it, like based on just my own interest yeah. in psychology and psychoanalysis and Freud versus all these people that have their own ideas, when it like lights me up to see someone expressing something that's happening within the dream and then be, me being able to map that out into the conscious waking realm and like seeing the archetype playing out and then bringing that back into the dream. It's like, oh my gosh, that's like your most vulnerable state. And then like witnessing that and saying, oh, I'm, oh my gosh, I see what's happening. Mm. And that's my perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's like teaching someone to fish Verse, giving them a fish right so which is what we're trying that, to do on that note i like this because like if i if you saw that and you just like told them straight away like this is what that is versus like seeing it mm. and then just proposing like you know you a little skillful is? question mm -hmm. yeah is for their own uncovering of it versus like yeah. oh thank you right you know it's like oh, wow, this came up inside of me. And then that opened up this door for me to see it in this way. That's mm -hmm. a skillful element of like this aspect of elders within community that we haven't really built in in our previous model of society mm -hmm. is seeing that people have a journey to embark on yeah. and not just being like, well, here's all the, here's, here's everything. Yeah. Right, because you can't integrate it when somebody else gives you right the and answers. you don't honor it's it as much embodied. you don't love that aspect yeah. as much like it's why ikea was such a successful business because you when yourself. you build the <laughs> desk yourself you love it more mm. even if it's like four pieces of wood and a couple screws mm. oh. you're just in love with that desk because it you gave it something of yourself mm. Nice. Mm. Mm. okay beautiful well i think we'll continue to share our processes and share the different things we're doing as a household mm. to really utilize this time for growth and for nourishment and mm -hmm. 
so that we can, when we do go out into the world again, we're going to be so activated and ready to make these really drastic changes that mm-hmm. I think we all are now becoming so aware, so needed. Mm-hmm. And we really want to hear from you guys, the greater world here, the community, the people listening. We want to hear of offerings that you have that can support people right now. We want to hear about things that you're experiencing and the whole spectrum of your experience. We want to hear about all of these things. And in order yeah. to do that, calling the phone number that's in the comments of the podcast episode, um, which that phone number is 720-295-1427. And it'll go straight to a voice message and you can leave a voice message and we'll integrate that potentially into our podcast. Make sure that you leave your first name and where you're coming from, where you live in the world. Yeah, your city. And if you do have a specific... um, virtual offering or something like that, Mm. go ahead and leave the details for that as well. Or if you're out in the community providing necessary services that people need, you can leave those specifics as well. Beautiful. Yeah. And if you are, you know, in the Denver area and are looking for some community things to get involved with, you know, the co-op at first is still running some really powerful community projects. There is uh, movement right now to cook about a hundred different or a hundred meals a day for the families in need. So if you are healthy, you know you haven't traveled in the last fourteen days, and you'd like to help volunteer to help some of these more vulnerable communities receive, um, you know, supplies and nourishment, then you can also call in or, you know, email, um, not email, but link in like a comment of your email. We can send you more information. I don't know the best way. Maybe I'll give your email address. I think that way it doesn't get looped into the um, voice message. Right. So give an email via what? Either your email or Christina's email. Oh, it would be more relevant. Yeah, sure. So you can email uh, Christina at Christina at jovialconcepts.org. Christina, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A at jovial, J-O-V-I-A-L, concepts, C-O-N-C-E-P-T-S dot org, O-R-G. He wins the spelling bee. <laughs> I had to close my eyes for that one. <laughs> Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for joining us today, Logan. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun, and I look forward to um, continuing to plant these visionary seeds, right? You know, mm. like it's the springtime. So, again, how do we plant visionary seeds of what we want to um, bud and fruit in the upcoming mm. months, not only for food-wise, but community-wise, Program-wise, mm-hmm. energy-wise, economic-wise, infrastructure-wise, I think that we're being asked to have those conversations right now. So I'm excited that I'm quarantined with you lovely people, mm-hmm. and we get to just do that. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>